Hi friends, yes it's still me. I'm just wearing a hoodie, I'm cold. <laughs> I know y'all are real confused cause usually I only have the tank on, but I'm freezing my ass off. I don't know why it's so cold, probably cause it's winter. <laughs> but I don't plan to leave this on the whole time, I'm just leaving it on until I warm up because this week we're doing a what would Leo do. And I picked some topics that are gonna get me heated. So, I'll be nice and toasty after I talk a little shit and then I'll take this off. But our first situation, ooh, here we go. This person wrote in and said, she recently moved in with her boyfriend's parents. Like her and him moved in with the boyfriend's parents. And she said that the parents make homophobic comments, racial slurs, and they're insensitive culturally all the time. Like they're constantly saying slurs and like being rude and disrespectful. And they basically are saying they're very uncomfortable with it. They're trying to change the parents' minds. They're stuck in their ways. They're not being any different. What would Leo do? And this is the wrong question to ask me because Leo would shut up. <laughs> Leo would absolutely know his place and shut up. I don't mean to sound rude, but you are staying in the parents' house that they pay for, they pay the bills for. They can do whatever they want in the house. The argument here, I'm not condoning what they're doing and how they are. I'm just saying, for them to be in their own home, doing what they want to do, being who they are, they're free to do it. No one should come into your home and make you feel uncomfortable about anything. Especially if you pay the bills. It's like if somebody moves in here with me and tries to control me and what I do. Stop wearing so much black. No! <laughs> But like I said, I'm not saying or defending them because they're right and that the, what they're doing is okay. Not saying that at all. I'm just saying, you have to know your place in situations like this. Who is caught on fire right now? There's a fire truck driving outside my apartment. Y'all okay? Anyway, the reason I brought this one up is because a lot of people need that reality check of this entitlement of like people on social media Social media is not real. It's not a real thing. And that's not what real life is like. So if you're like thinking that things are going to be the way that they are on social media and everybody's going to be PC and everybody's going to care how you feel and not say bad things or things that would get them canceled online. Normal people don't behave like that. People who are not online all the time say whatever the hell they want. And like I said, I'm not saying it's okay for them to be racist or homophobic or culturally insensitive. My point is they're free to do what they want in their house. It's not your place to be kind of living off them and trying to correct them and change them and tell them they're not okay in a house you're mooching off of. I don't mean to be rude, love you, babe, but move out. Like what would Leo do? Leo would shut up or Leo would move out. Like you get to take on the burden of moving out and figuring it out on your own, or you could take on the burden of living with them and dealing with their bullshit. You get to choose what you want to do, but it's not really an option, in my opinion, to try and fight them and change them and make them see anything different. People who are racist or homophobic are going to have to learn in their own time with their own experience. If they're constantly fighting you when you try and change their mind and like open their mind up and open their perspective, they're not going to change it. Like something's going to have to happen to give them like the reality check that sexuality and race and skin color do not matter and it doesn't give you something to like talk bad about it's not something to degrade about people that's something they're gonna have to learn on their own time and it's not your place to try and force them to learn it especially when you in day house so we're starting this what would leo do off strong and leo would leave or shut up <laughs> i have an update about my tour 
Two of the shows sold out in 48 hours, San Diego and Phoenix, both sold out. And a lot of people were messaging me and harassing my team about everything selling out so fast. So I have news. I added two more shows. So I added another show in Phoenix and I added another show in San Diego. So if you didn't get tickets on the first round, there's two new shows. And I will put the link in the description where you can get tickets for the new shows. Cause the first one sold out. You guys have my heart like so full. I'm so excited to meet all of you. And I'm so excited for this tour. Also a heads up, any of the other locations that you see, they're all very close to selling out. So if you want a ticket, go run your little ass because the two extra shows we added in Phoenix and San Diego, that's the only two that we're adding for January. There's gonna be more dates and locations later in 2024, like around summertime. So I just wanted to give you all a heads up about that and just say I love you guys so much and I'm so damn excited. All right, the next person asked, how do I stop regretting my past sexual experiences? I'm embarrassed of the things that I did sexually. I'm embarrassed of who I allowed access to me sexually before becoming more self-aware. I keep running into the same people. What do I do? So first thing I want to say is, can you move? That's my favorite thing to do. I love to move and restart. Like nobody knows me. Nobody I've hooked up with is anywhere near me. <laughs> I have a fetish for moving, but if moving is not an option for you, what you have to get about being embarrassed of your past and like people who you've hooked up with, I have dealt with the same thing. But the thing that helped me stop being embarrassed of like people I hooked up with years and years ago is time, one, but two, transformation of myself. So the version of me that people got to experience sexually no longer exists. That person is dead and gone. I've transformed into so many different versions of myself and who I am now, they could never get access to again. And there's a lot of peace and comfort in that. And there's a lot of peace knowing that even if you haven't changed a lot physically or mentally and emotionally yet, just locking it down in your mind that you will never be with them again in a sexual way, like just limiting that access and knowing in your own brain, you will never allow that to happen, gives you a sense of control over the situation and we'll help you a little bit with the embarrassment. But this is a big reason why if you're gonna be hooking up and fiddling people's diddles, keep it to yourself. <laughs> Cause if a lot of people know about it and your friends are out with you and they know that you've done all these things with like all these other people, they're gonna feel awkward and like weird too. But if you haven't told a lot of people and you still feel awkward, just focus on changing yourself and improving yourself and basically leveling up past this person where for people now who like got access to me like years and years ago and that I like hooked up with, for them to say that they've been with me, anyone they tell is gonna be like, yeah, bullshit. <laughs> that kind of like defeats itself. But a lot of people that I've hooked up with in the past know they could never get me again. Like you have that memory of old me, you'll never get this me, you'll never get the new me. And something I love is getting tattoos and I'm planning to get so many tattoos once I'm finished with laser hair removal. But that's a kind of a big signifier of this body you have not accessed. Like if you get a tattoo on your body or lose weight or change your body or do something to it, they haven't accessed you with this new thing. So it's a very fun thing that a lot of people find very therapeutic. And a lot of people get tattoos in provocative places like on their ass or like down there to kind of like signal that like you haven't been with this. And it's like a clear distinction of like 
who's been with what and like you didn't get access to this new me it's kind of like a signifier of like stepping into the new you and i plan to get a lot of tattoos down there like i'm gonna like do it so tastefully and cool but i'm not saying you have to get tattoos there's plenty of ways to level up yourself and like change yourself and grow mentally and emotionally and get through all of this but time is gonna help it and time not hooking up with people who are below your standards will help that. You can fully hook up with people if you want, but do it with people who are of caliber and understand like you did what you did. You knew how you felt and why you hooked up with these people and you have a chance to fully understand why you did what you did. So try to understand why you did it, why you allowed them access to you, what you were dealing with emotionally that made you feel vulnerable to bend in your standards and get with someone kind of like below them and really figure out and try to understand you and why you did it because as soon as you do that you can't really judge something so harshly when you understand it you then are free to take what you've learned from the situation and choose differently and then over time consistently showing yourself that you choose different and you make yourself inaccessible to anybody who's not on the level that you want the confidence is going to come back and the embarrassment's going to go away like there is just things you're going to have done but my biggest thing that's helped me is becoming a person that didn't do that. Like there's such a clear distinction of me now and who used to hook up. So that's the biggest thing that's helped me is just like incessant like growth in myself and also the understanding of why I did things and the commitment not to do them anymore. So that's what Leo did. <laughs> okay, the next person said, I want to become more spiritual and I wanna know the first steps I should take. And they also said, how did you become so spiritual? So, this is gonna fall in what would Leo do by what would Leo did, okay? I'm gonna tell you how I became spiritual and connected with everything that I am now. I don't follow the typical religion of anything. I have my own kind of relationship with spirituality from things I've experienced, I know, and I believe through what I've had happen and gone through. So, it's gonna look different for everybody, but the first thing I did was learn how to reconnect with my emotions and feel things. Because when I was 19, this is gonna be a story, okay? It's gonna be long-winded, but it's all gonna wrap up and make a lot of sense. And I'm gonna tell you about my first like premonition of something that really solidified my spiritual kind of like path. <laughs> so when I was 19, I was in therapy to try and connect with my emotions again because I hadn't felt anything besides anger or like laughter and happiness. Like I didn't feel anything else. I had like tragic things happening to me and never felt sad. Like I never cried from 12 to 19 or 20. Like I didn't cry anytime between then. And I knew something was off. Like I only felt two emotions, anger, sadness, or like completely numb. I felt nothing. So I got back connected with my emotions and started to feel things. It was a process from hell and it sucks and sometimes i regret it because now i feel things way too much but that's kind of your ticket in to becoming spiritual is getting in touch with your emotions because that's what kind of kicks you into your intuition and it goes from there what you're able to think know and access and become aware of so while i was in this whole process of learning to reconnect with my emotions i started working as a nurse like i was in nursing school and then i graduated and i started working as a nurse and i absolutely hated it like i hated everything about it when i was in school it was nothing like when i actually became a nurse and when i was like precepting at this certain hospital for six months before i started working there completely different when i started working there what the flip from hell i never thought was coming 
And I literally was so upset. Like I just worked this hard in school to have this be my life. And I'm now going to have to nurse for the next few years to get where I want to go. And I wanted to find ways of how to deal with it. Like I didn't give myself an option of like quitting or getting out of it. I was like, how can I get better at enduring what I'm going through to be able to kind of like manage myself mentally because it drained the life out of me and I hated my life while I was nursing. So I was literally looking up and researching and like watching videos about how to basically suffer better <laughs> and just deal with what I had to deal with. And I ended up finding videos that were the opposite. They advertised teaching you how to suffer and endure things. And they actually spoke about the opposite. A lot of people were proposing the idea of you cannot resist yourself. And for you to force yourself to work a job you hate and to live a life you hate and do things that drain you, when you force yourself to keep doing it, something is going to stop you. Like you are going to be stopped. Like you'll get an illness, you'll have an accident, something will happen. And the universe is literally going to turn the heat up like it's going to burn your ass until you change it and move it and do something different. Like resisting yourself and doing things you hate is not maintainable. And for me to try and look for ways to do that was leading me nowhere. Like to just force myself to know I'm unhappy and to force myself to do it and not follow my desire for something else felt like hell. And it got worse and worse and worse the more aware I became and the more I looked into this. So... I kind of was like breaking into a new perspective. Like, okay, if following the way that I feel is supposed to take me where I want to go and like life is not happening against me, like me working this job and working so hard for this thing and getting to it and then working it, hating it was not happening because I was being punished or it was bad. It was like, I'm being guided away from it because it's not what I meant to do. When I tried on that perspective for a second is when kind of had my first like premonition and when I heard the whole like if you try and force yourself to live a life that you hate the universe will stop you and do something to you I got scared a little bit I was like what do you mean I was like I'm scared and I half like didn't believe it but the people that I was finding were proposing the idea that like when the universe does something to you that forces you to not be able to continue down a path that you hate your life it's not happening against you. It's happening for you. Like that really like cracked something in my brain. But basically my first little premonition I had that like changed everything was I used to have an electric skateboard. And when I would be going through things or feeling things or just be like overwhelmed, it was like how I would just go chill and like escape for a minute. I would just go ride my little skateboard downtown Pensacola, Florida, where I used to live and just like be in my thoughts and hang out with myself. And I was doing it a lot because I hated my job. Like I hated it. And I was like, I need to just go veg out on my days off and clear my head and just kind of like be in the dark and be at night. I used to love going late at night, like 3 a.m. was my favorite time. But I was getting ready one night to go ride my skateboard and I was putting my little sneakers on, I put my shorts on, put my little t-shirt, was getting my bag ready because I always carry a bag because I have a lot of things. And I all of a sudden like walked in my bathroom and it was like when I walked through the door frame, I like saw this flash and like this visual of myself on the skateboard hitting a hole and then flying off because the skateboard goes like 25 miles an hour. So I was like, you can get hurt. <laughs> but I had like this visual and it felt so real of like me 
crossing this road where there was train tracks and I hit something and I flew off and broke my leg. And it scared the living shit out of me. And I've always had this weird thing. Like my whole family has it. We can predict things before they happen. Usually it's through dreams. But this was my first time being able to do this in like an awake state. And it wasn't long. It was a very fast like visual. And it stopped me while I was getting ready. And I was like, what the hell? What the literal hell is going on? Like, what was that? You know what I mean? I was like, Who? what? But then I started thinking about the videos I had been watching. And I was like, wait. If this isn't actually a bad thing, like life is not happening to you, it's happening for you. For me to go out right now, if I were to break my leg, what would I get out of it? I'd get to take time off from work and I would not have to go to work because the way I broke my leg in my little like vision was not like, oh, you can put a cast and like hobble around. It was like bedridden. So I was like, okay, if I were to go break my leg right now, I can see how it's for me and this kind of weirdly makes sense. Like something makes sense for the first time. Like I don't feel like that would be a bad thing because I would get an excuse to not have to do this thing that I hate. And so I just kind of like had that awareness and I was like, whatever, I'm going to ride my skateboard anyway. It's ballsy of me. But I literally was riding down this road. I always ride down and there is train tracks. And as I was getting closer, I saw the visual like happening as I was like coming to the front of like the railroad tracks. Like I was going like fast as hell. I had my little remote. I was zooming that bitch and something told me to like pull it like something. I felt something like pull my arm to like pull it back, like pull back on the speed. And so I did cause like something in my head was like, stop, like slow down. And so I like pulled the gear back and I like slowly rolled up to the train tracks and they had just laid new, like flat, I don't know what it was, like these rubber mats all over the railroad tracks. And I had rode over this plenty of times. I knew it was flat. This night I went, they had laid new like tracks down over it, like something rubber. I don't know what it was, but there was gaps like this big in between each of the railroad tracks. There was four gaps and I literally like got full body chills and was gagged because I was standing there in the middle of the railroad tracks looking at this and I was like, had I hit this full speed, I would have flown off. And I literally rolled my skateboard up next to it and like hit it and the wheel fell in. So like I fully would have hit it and flown off had I been going full speed. And that moment is what changed everything for me with like my relationship to the universe and spirituality, understanding emotions and like life happening for you, not to you. That was when I had my first experience that kind of like confirmed that. And it's just gotten stronger. The older I've gotten and the more I've experienced. Like now I'm so tapped into it. I can like predict a lot of things and I know things like this, but this like validated that new understanding and the new perspective I was trying to hold. Like I was just trying it on and it worked. And like, that's just my personal experience. A lot of people wouldn't believe it and be like, oh, you're a quack. No, I'm not. <laughs> But that was the first thing that like cracked my mentality about spirituality because I'd sworn off religion and anything spiritual for so long, but that really like brought me back to it. So like reconnecting with your emotions is number one, like trying to feel them and reconnecting with them, trying to understand them and then using your intuition and letting it kind of blend and feed into it. And then you're going to have spiritual experiences on your own. I have so many that I've gone through 
that have solidified what I think. And they've shaped my beliefs. It's not like, oh, I'm holding this belief and looking for confirmation. It was like, I try on random perspectives and see what happened. And it's like the perspectives I tried that had something happen. It's like it established my belief. So like my relationship with spirituality has been built. I don't like the whole blindly follow what someone's saying. Like I'm a try it out. You know what I mean? But that's how I did it. That was step one was just getting in touch with my emotions and it floodgates from there. <laughs> All right. It's time for me to take this hoodie off. I'm sweating. Here come the arms again. Now I look like me again. <laughs> if you've been wanting to learn a new language, today's sponsor is going to help you out. It's Babbel. I've been trying to learn Spanish since high school. Like I learned a little bit and I've been trying to learn more Spanish. Like I want to get fluent, but a lot of language learning apps and websites and all that aren't really that great. And they don't teach you things that are useful, but Babbel actually helps you learn how to have full conversations. And I have been using it and I have been learning a little more Spanish. So if you see me doing a full episode in Spanish in a couple of months, don't be shocked. I'm totally kidding. I'm not learning it that fast, but I am learning a lot more and I've tried all the language apps out there because I also want to learn more Albanian and Babbel genuinely is one that has been the easiest to like learn a new language with. So instead of paying hundreds of dollars for a private tutor or fooling yourself with language apps that are like games, Babbel's quick 10 minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. And you can speed this up because you can go as fast or as slow as you want with learning the new language. But Babbel is designed for real people for real conversations. All of Babbel's tips and tools for learning a new language are approachable, accessible, rooted in real life situations and delivered with conversation based teaching. With that, here's a special limited time deal for my listeners to get you started right now. You can get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for people who listen to my podcast because you got to go to babbel.com slash aware. So if you're interested, you can get 55% off at babbel.com slash aware. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash aware. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now back to what would Leo do? All right, the next girl said, oh, she, <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm just laughing <laughs> in general, I feel. She's in a relationship with a guy and she's all of a sudden thinking that she's bi. And she's basically like, do I tell my boyfriend or not? And there's a couple of things you want to check in with, with yourself before. And it's kind of like owning up to what you're feeling, recognizing it and seeing what it is. Like, do you actually have an urge to be with a woman sexually? Do you actually feel attracted to them? Do you feel like you're lacking something and you want to actually like go experiment and try it? Or is it just a thought that's in your head that's like, okay, cute. Or like, do you actually have like forward moving energy behind it? Like you wanna go play with some pussy. Like you wanna go like do something with a girl. Like, do you actually want to act on it? Or is it just thoughts and feelings coming up? Like, don't be scared of them. Like you're safe in your own head. You can allow these things to come up and entertain these thoughts. You don't have to talk to anybody about it yet. But I think really like get clear on understanding what it is you actually want and if you actually want to do it. Because sometimes thoughts are just thoughts. Other times it's desires. And if you actually have the desire to go be with a girl and you want to pursue that and you want to try that, you basically have two options that I'm going to tell you. If you want to lie and do whatever you want to do, Leo would not do that. <laughs> but your two options are basically if you realize this is actually a thing that you want to experiment with and try and you have like a sexual need for a woman. One option is to resist yourself and shut it down and never get to experience that. 
Do you want to resist yourself and limit yourself and never give yourself that? Or do you want to be honest and communicate with your boyfriend and see where it goes from there? Like you might have to give up your relationship fully. A lot of guys are into threesomes. A lot of guys are into like a lot of stuff like that. Some people are very comfortable with their partner being bisexual. Some people aren't. So this is a big thing where honoring yourself and following your desires could rip up and ruin your entire life. Like you might have to leave this relationship, but if you're with someone, I fully encourage you to talk about it with them. Like I fully would talk to my partner about anything like this with them because they deserve to know what's going on. With a partnership, you're not left to deal with anything alone. In my opinion, in my ideal relationship, we deal with things together. Like if I have a feeling come up, if I'm sorting it out on my own and I wanna ask you for help and I want you to like share this with me and help me get through it, we're doing it together. You have a partner to lean on. You have someone to help you through things. You don't have to face things alone anymore. So talking to your partner about it, he might be very understanding and very helpful. And even if he does want to end the relationship and wouldn't be cool with it, he could help you come to terms with it and be there for you and be a support for you while you go experience that, or maybe he's into it and maybe he'll want to play with some stuff too. Maybe he'll want to join you. Or maybe he won't even want to like touch another girl and you'll just get to do it and he'll get to watch and like be there. Like people are into a lot more than you think and people are a lot more accepting and open than you think. So I would say give him the chance to work on this with you, but sit with yourself first and figure out what it actually is. And if you truly have this desire and this attraction to women, or if it's just the idea, or like it's just something running around in your head. Like if you actually feel like forward momentum of like, I want to do this, and if I don't do this, I feel like I'm suppressing something, explore that and then talk to him about it. I really wanted to give it to you straight of like you have two options. You can reject this part of yourself and resist it for the rest of your life and neglect yourself, or you can follow it with or without him. So there's your options that I'll give you. <laughs> All right, the next person said, I seem to only be attracted to people who aren't attracted to me. What would Leo do? So Leo understands that if you only have a heightened sense of attraction towards someone, when you find out they are not attracted to you, it's not that you're actually attracted to them. You now have validation to get. Because if someone's not attracted to you and you all of a sudden feel so attracted to them, what you've now like put in their control is your ability to feel attractive and it's now with them. So becoming attractive to them is how you're gonna get the validation that you are attractive and you want that validation. You're now on the hunt for the validation that you feel like was just stolen by them not being attracted to you. You might not actually be into them. And that's where a lot of people get caught in some sticky situations and be hooking up with people they should be hooking up with. But this can turn into an obsession and there's a lot about the whole process of taking someone who's not into you and making them be into you, it's such a reflection of value of like, I was able to do this. It's like the most validating thing. It's like gay men who hook up with straight men and they seduce someone and finally get someone to want them. Like for a gay guy, that's the ultimate reflection of attraction and value and feel good. Because if you're a gay man, me, and there's a straight guy, who's not into you, not into your gender at all, and you are able to convince him to be with you and be attracted to you and hook up with you, like you just bent 
all of your preferences and what you're into, like your desire for me was so strong. It changed everything about you and what you like and what you want. And I was good enough and I was something special that you were into. It's like the ultimate validation of worth, value, attraction, like every single thing under the sun. That's why so many gay men pursue straight men because they don't understand the emotional needs being met when you kind of convert someone or you're special enough for them to bend in what they like for you because they like you enough to bend it, see? So my advice to you is understand everything I just said, plus look at your attraction to people. Are you actually attracted to them or are you just trying to get validation? And what if they never were attracted to you? Why are you gonna be so hung up about it? Because that validation lives there. So I want you to sit with that and see what you come up with. But that's like the biggest thing I've found for things like this. And I want to do a whole podcast episode about rejection. I don't know if I've done one or not, have I? I didn't know. I'm going to look and see. And if I haven't done a podcast episode about rejection, I'll do one. Because that kind of fits in that. But I have a lot to unpack there. Okay, the next person wrote in. I love this bitch. She says, when I go out to bars and clubs, I constantly have my ass grabbed and men touch me. Just when I'm walking by, I don't do anything to flirt with them, but I'm constantly being touched physically and harassed by men. I know martial arts and I know how to rock them basically, but I don't want to cause a scene. What would Leo do? Cause a scene? Cause a big fat scene. What the hell? So there's two ways you can kind of go about this. Um, my biggest thing with causing a scene is basically training people with embarrassment. Like if you make a scene big enough, you will traumatize this man with the amount that he feels embarrassed that he will not touch another girl again. Like some people and some men just have to be taught that way. But some people do have beliefs and a lot of men have beliefs where they think that they are allowed access to women's bodies and it's not disrespectful and they can just look and touch if they want and they need to be trained differently. So if they get enough negative reactions from girls, that will do it. But also there's a flip side of that. Acknowledgement from pretty girls and acknowledgement from girls is better than feeling invisible. So they might do things knowing it's going to provoke you to get a reaction. So you might be in a catch 22 with trying to train them with embarrassment and give them the scene that they want. You never know who you're dealing with. You don't know what sick like satisfaction they get out of it. But <laughs> okay, wait, I just thought of something good. Honestly, if they seem like one of the toxic like straighty men type, Turn around and practice getting your voice as manly as you can get it and pretend you're transgender. I want you to speak like you're a man and scare the living shit out of them. Not because it's bad or weird, nothing against trans people at all, but like men who are so fragile in their masculinity, for them to make a move on something like that, they're gonna be traumatized. <laughs> They're gonna be freaked out that they just accidentally because they look at it like a man They're gonna be like, oh my god, I just grabbed the man's ass You want to take their bad views and their like misogyny and their homophobia and kind of turn it against them Like make them think they just grabbed a man dressed as a girl's ass do it <laughs> like, That would humble them and make them never do it again because they'd be shit scared because they're gonna go home and be questioning themselves. <laughs> like you're gonna like turn this whole situation against them. So I feel like that's funny. I feel like that's something I could condone online that like I won't get no backlash. <laughs> Maybe, who fucking knows.
Now we gotta talk about HelloFresh. I've talked about them before and it's because I love them. So with HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. The holidays are right around the corner and HelloFresh can help take the stress out of dinner by delivering everything you need to cook up a tasty meal right to your door, saving you tons of time. Emphasis on saving time because they send me meals a lot and everything comes pre-portioned, set up, ready, and it has instructions, and it just tells you what to do with what. Like everything's already cut up, portioned, done. You just throw it together. And I was skeptical before I tried it because I thought it wasn't gonna taste very good. You know what I mean? Like some stuff just don't taste. Everything's real good. I've tried so many recipes and I eat their meals a lot because they have a lot of like macro friendly things, fitness friendly things, diet related things, but they also have full normal meals too. So you can really customize it how you want. But the most wonderful time of the year is also the most delicious. Enjoy every bite of the holiday season with HelloFresh. Choose from over 45 weekly recipes and over 100 curated picks from the HelloFresh market. We do have a new code because you you can go to hellofresh.com slash aware free and use code aware free for free breakfast for life. You'll get one breakfast item per box while your subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at hellofresh.com slash aware free with code aware free. And that's all I have to say about America's number one meal kit. Love them. All right, the next person said, my brother recently got in a relationship and he was my closest person, my best friend. We talked all the time. And now since he's gotten with this girl, he's been up her ass and distanced himself. He's rude to me and says hurtful things. And there's a lot more to this. I want to talk about this situation and how I navigate friends or people I'm close to getting in a relationship and then kind of distancing themselves or just being fully invested in that person. This is something people are going to have to learn to balance on their own. So... Whenever someone who doesn't know how to balance having multiple connections in their life gets into a relationship, the person they're dating and your brother's new girlfriend, that is going to be his new main focus of connection. He's going to want to get everything from her and prioritize that connection over all others. Like a lot of people think your partner is the only one who is able to meet needs for you and be there for you and be able to have a connection with you. A lot of people don't know and don't understand. You can have them with a lot of people. You need to have friends. You need to have people outside of this relationship. But this is something people learn the hard way and there's no talking to them. There's no nothing because this new person, for someone who doesn't understand the balance, like your brother is just gonna look at this girl like that's his only source of connection, the only person that can be there for him. A lot of people get in very deep, emotionally with their partners and it infects their mind and they get obsessed and they fixate and that's where all their time, attention and energy is in because they want to stabilize and maintain this connection because they're not looking at the other connections that they have. But your brother is gonna have to experience losing her and then having no one to understand how to make this balance and keep this balance because when he loses this girl and realizes he's no longer close to you, no longer close to his friends, no longer close to your parents, he's gonna feel so alone and isolated and he's gonna try and repair these relationships with you guys. And if he does that and gets close with you again, he is much less likely to leave that again because he's gonna experience the loss of the connection with this girlfriend and then have nothing, rebuild this connection and feel a sense of connection with everyone in his life and then 
understand a partner is not your only sense of connection and he's going to learn how to prioritize and make sure to maintain other connections in his life when he gets another girlfriend. This is something people have to learn the hard way and it's something I had to learn the hard way. I had to go through this too with having my relationship being so bad and like toxic that it absorbed all of my focus, time, effort, and attention, and I neglected everybody else. And when I left this motherfucker and had to go back to like nothing and having to rebuild all these connections, I learned for all future relationships, I'm giving attention to all of them, but there is no talking to someone in the moment. Like there's no talking to them while they're in it usually. And this person wrote that she's tried to talk to him and it hasn't worked or been productive. So this is where I'm saying, this is someone who cannot be talked to. He's just gonna have to fall on his ass and have no one to pick him up. And then he'll come back to all of you. And then he will learn this valuable lesson of one connection does not replace all of the other ones in your life. And you need all of them because if you lose one and you have nothing, that's how you get trapped in the whole going back loop. And you never feel like a sense of connection again because you think it lives in just this one person that you lost. So that's just something you're going to have to sit there and deal with. And I'm sorry you're going through it. He's going to learn. It's just going to have to be the hard way. So distance yourself. Deal with being upset. Deal with feeling bad. But when he does lose her, be there for him and see how that goes. If he hasn't done anything to like fully make you want to cut him off. Like just distance yourself and then feel it out. Okay, the next person said, basically, I have two guys that I'm interested in and I like them both a lot and they're both great and I see a future with both. How do I choose one? And do I have to choose one? What would Leo do? Who, baby? Okay, so <laughs> it's very common for people to date multiple people at once. I'm not someone who does this, but this is very normal and it's kind of like a safe thing to do when you're casually dating to play the field. A lot of people like to do it, but if there's no titles and neither of them have like locked anything down or voiced to you, I don't want you seeing anyone else, then you're kind of free to figure out and get to know each one and see which one you like more. I'm gonna give you a tip in a second about how to figure out which one you like more, but do not let these guys know about each other. Do not let people know you have options. Please do not <laughs> because if you have someone in front of you who's really into you and really down for you and they find out you have another option and you're entertaining someone else, they might cut you off. I absolutely would. And I have many times with people, as soon as I know I'm not the only person who has your attention, you're gone, you're cut, I don't give a fuck. So my biggest thing is like, do not tell either one and do not let either one know you're talking to the other one. Okay, we're just gonna keep that between us. But the way you can figure out which one you want to pick or like which one you actually want to be with is think about if they ghosted you. Who would you be more sad ghosted you? Which one would you be like, damn it, I wish it was the other one. You know what I mean? Like which one would you be more upset if they both ghosted you? Which one would you be more upset about losing? And another way you can kind of figure this out, and I love to make decisions like this to figure out what I actually want, is get a quarter or like a coin and like heads or tails, assign one guy to one side and another guy to the other and flip it. Like throw it in the air and flip the coin. And whichever one it lands on, tell yourself that's who I'm gonna choose. Like universe you can pick. And while the coin is in the air, pay attention to which one you hope it lands on. And before you pick it up, just pay attention to which side you hoped it landed on. And that's the one you should probably pick, okay? 
<laughs> okay, the next person said, it's a guy. He has a girlfriend and said she keeps talking about her ex. She gaslights me and says, no, I don't when I confront her about it. And she makes me feel bad for even bringing it up. What would Leo do? Hmm. <laughs> so first thing is pay attention to how she talks about the ex. Is she talking about him in a good way? Or is she talking about him in a bad way? Is she talking about him and criticizing things that he did? Because you can get a lot of information through that. Um, someone talking about their ex a lot. It shows that they're on their mind a lot, which I would not be cool with. I don't want you talking about no goddamn body you've been with before. Like unless it's applicable to a story or gaining understanding about you and why you are how you are, then I want to know everything. But for someone to just be talking about their ex a lot, Definitely weird. It definitely raises the question of like, why is this person on your mind so much? You know? But my biggest thing with saying, watch how she talks about the ex. Is she expressing needs she has and needs that are unmet or were unmet? Because you can kind of tell a lot about what's going on there with her and get to know her more about it. Like this might be a subconscious way of her exposing things and explaining things and revealing things to you. So pay attention for that. But also... Don't ever feel bad for bringing that up, for asking why the hell are you talking about him so much. She keeps gaslighting you and says, no, I don't, because it makes her uncomfortable to face the fact that she is talking about him a lot, the ex. Hearing about the ex all the time makes you uncomfortable. But when you bring it up and say something about it, it makes her uncomfortable, but she don't wanna deal with that. She just wants you to be uncomfortable. No, we're sharing it. And if you're making me uncomfortable and you don't wanna address it because it makes you uncomfortable, guess what? I'm not shutting up neither. Just like you wouldn't stop talking about your ex, now we both gonna be uncomfortable. Now what? We're gonna talk about it or I walk. That's kind of my approach to it. Like for you to be uncomfortable and bothered by something and she don't even wanna pay it no mind, shows a major disconnect and this situation is kind of tricky, but really not. Her not caring that you're uncomfortable by something she's doing says a lot. She can't even own up to the fact and look at what she's doing to cause you to be uncomfortable. Red flag. Red flag is fuck. Be prepared to leave, but don't stop nagging her about it. Don't stop like bringing it up. If something makes you uncomfortable, voice it. And if it keeps being met with gaslighting and no, I don't, and rejection and like denial and all that, okay. I'm gonna go be with someone else then. Okay, ciao. <laughs> and that is all I've got for this episode of What Would Leo Do? If you want a chance to have your situation put in the next one, have me read it and tell you what I would do, I'll put the link in the description where you could submit what you have to say. It's all anonymous. I don't know who writes anything. So you're safe there. But tour tickets are in the description. Also my social media links to everything you need will be in the description. And if you enjoyed this video and you're watching it on YouTube, leave it a thumbs up and hit the subscribe button. What are you doing? If you watch me this far, that means you like me. So stick around. And if you're listening to the audio version on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, leave me a five stars rating. Just cause this time. Just cause. Thanks. But everybody be safe. Take care of yourself. And I will talk to you guys next Sunday.